With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beer and Money. I am your host, uh, John J.C.D. DeMasselli. Uh It's a special Tuesday edition here. And we are live from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we're going to do things a little different once Chris gets on. Um, you know, we're going to look at, I'm not going to redo Extreme Rules. I'm not even going to touch much on Raw. Um, the plan is, I haven't even told Chris this, but I'm sure Chris has enough bullets in his gun to make this work, is we're going to look at everything that's going on with WWE right now and whether or not um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, for some people, the company seems like it's at a low point. For others, it seems like you're, you're just, you know, you've got to start somewhere. So that that's what we're going to touch on. I'm just waiting for Chris to get in. Um, before Chris gets on, uh, we'll pay the bills. As usual, we are brought to you uh, as part of PWP Nation. You can check out pwpnation.com for many great articles, editorials, breaking news, and so much more. Uh, you can also check out uh, PWP Nation on Twitter, at PWP Nation, as well as the PWP Nation Facebook page, facebook.com slash PWP Nation. And you can check me out on Twitter, at JCD1219 and Y. So with that said, we're back after a uh, the holidays, some traveling, and some scheduling conflicts, but we're, we're back. Uh, I do have an announcement to make as far as the schedule of the show goes. Um, as many of you may or may not know, I'm expecting my second child, the... Uh, the first week of August. So, with that said, um, I looked at the calendars, uh, talking with my wife. The final, the summer finale for Beer and Money will be on... On July 20, I want to say it's the 1st. Uh, let me look at it one second on a calendar, and I'll be able to tell you what the final uh, episode... Yes, July 21st will be the final episode, probably until, I would say, we'll come back in October. Um, you know, it's just... You know, with a new kid, with a new baby on the way, plus a four-year-old who will be in the midst of getting ready to start school, it's, uh, you know, it's becoming time. You know, gotta 
take some time, get some things in order. Uh, unless Chris wants to pick up the show on his own, I have not spoken to Chris about that. Um, that is very much on the table if that is something he'd want to do. But as far as me officially being on this show, my my last day until I take an extended probably about 12-week hiatus will be July 21st. Um, so just wanted to announce that. Uh, what else do we have to announce? Um, I'm just reaching out to Chris. Uh, but we'll be going hardcore. Um, I love Money in the Bank. Um, I, I think it's it's fun. I, I love the event. I I do feel it's on the wrong brand this year. So there'll be a lot. We might do within like the within the like uh, probably from that Tuesday to that Friday to that Tuesday. We'll probably do a like three shows in the course of like seven days um, looking at money in the bank. So, Chris is on. Hey, Chris, you there? Yo, yeah, I'm here. Hey, okay. Uh, what's Feels like it's, uh, yeah, it like it's uh, been a while since last episode. Sorry about last week. No, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. It happens. Um, I, do, I did want to share with you the news I shared at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 21st, um, you, and you and I can talk offline about this. Will be the last show I'm going to host for about 12 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. The babies do the first week of August, and then you know after that with the baby, and then my son starting school. It's just I'm. It's going to be a lot. I'm going to have a lot going on. But mm-hmm. you know, so July 21st, and you and I can talk about if you want to pick it up and do it with some of the other guys, whatever. You know, that's more than fine. But July 21st will be my last show for about 12 weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what's going on? Everything good? Yeah, everything's going good. I'm just uh, waiting on, uh, you know, all the shows are finished. And right now I'm just kind of waiting on E3, and I'm a big gamer. So got to be next week. And uh, okay. you know, Is there a season finale that can touch what happened last night? <laughs> uh, Arrows is pretty good. But Gotham's is fun, too. Uh, I like awesome. the, the two-hour format thing. They should do that yeah. more. Yeah, I was actually talking to a buddy of mine today who watches it pretty religiously, and I had mentioned what you said about the format and, like, what you and I were talking about last night, how as good as it was, it wouldn't have translated as well if you had to wait a week for it to conclude. And he actually he actually agreed with me with that, too. He actually felt the same way that he doesn't picture that second episode translating and carrying as well if it had uh, been on next Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are wow. looking pretty good right now for uh, you know DC. They had some some good seasons finish up. Uh, the Wonder Woman movie is getting some positive reviews. Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman. I haven't had a chance. My my son's been sick all um, this week so far. I haven't had a chance. But everybody's saying, forget about DC movie, forget about superhero movie. A lot of people are saying it it's going to end up going down as one of like the top handful movies of the year. That's how good it is. Yeah, yeah, things are finally looking up for uh, DC. You just got to get the momentum, uh, you know, yeah, see, going from I, there. I didn't think Batman. I, I see. I know a lot of people killed Batman versus Superman, and I know you and I have had this conversation. 
Mm. But I feel when everything's done with DC, there's a good chance people are going to look back at Batman vs. Superman and say, okay, now I get what the movie had to be. I didn't hate the movie. Uh, no, I, I didn't thought, either. I thought the... Uh, uh, regardless, I'm, I'm not a fan of the typecasting of the movie at all. Um, nothing's going to change my opinion on that. Right. And my biggest... and my, my Really, my biggest issue with Batman Superman was uh, not to get too sexual here. I thought that they blew their load early with... Um, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Like... Um, yes. Doomsday is one of the most iconic villains in the franchise, and you know everyone knows he kills Superman. And so when they were doing the marketing for the movie, they focused it on you know Batman versus Superman. Right, like so, the fight, the eventual right. fight was going right, to be so, the main. Yeah. Right. So the idea that I had, like at the time, was okay. I figured the movie is going to because like when I was looking at the trailers and when Ben Affleck was revealing what he was allowed to reveal, they were showing like you know, from the first movie, The Man of Steel, and, and how it affected, like, you know, Bruce Wayne and, you know, everyone else. And so... Which, you know, I that doesn't that, get enough credit, to be honest right. with you. Right, was, how many times, good. like, it's one thing to reference events from another movie, but it's, it's another thing to actually make them, like, play into the story you're telling. Right. You know, and actually show, like, okay, we showed you view A in, in this movie. Now we're going to show you view B... Mm-hmm. You know, in this movie, to tie it all together, and so at the you know, time when I saw the movie, I figured like what it's going to do is probably it's going to be like it's going to show Bruce Wayne being angry. It's going to show him like the whole movie just getting ready for the fight, just like the mm-hmm. original Batman Superman comic. And then from Superman's point of view, he'll just be dealing with like Lex Luthor and you know how the world perceives him and stuff like that, and all the little religious undertones. And then at the very end of the movie, like, it'll be Lex, like, setting up some kind of fight between Batman and Superman, which and then they, they would do re- that. And then they would realize that they were being played against each other, and that's how they would come together. You didn't need right. Doomsday then, for that. <laughs> right, and then I figured, I figured if there was going to be, like, a third threat, like, you know, I figured then it would probably be, like, a cliffhanger ending with him, like, either showing up at the end or some type of implication at the end. Mm-hmm. And then, like, whoever the third person would be, you would transition that, like, into the next movie. That was really the only thing about the movie I didn't yeah, like, the fact that they just blew it away you way too you early. You could have done that movie without Doomsday. You so yeah, yeah. could have. You, you know, and the way it was so, it was so, like, matter-of-fact, like, after... Like it was like it was like a a, a secondary point, and it's like, mm-hmm. first of all, you don't do that to Doomsday, and second of all, that character is so much more. I don't know what his what was his run, maybe twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. his own movie. Like you could have had that movie, like you, you like you just said, you could have had Lex kind of pitting them against each other, figuring with them fighting, he could do whatever he wanted to do. They realize they're being played. And they unite and they stop Lex. I don't even think you needed Wonder mm-hmm. Woman in it. Like, but I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I yeah. get it. Like, maybe she would be the one to be like, listen, you guys are being played for fools. Look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to get involved, and now I'm involved. Like something like that, they could have mm-hmm. done. I thought that it's the scene where uh, Batman went in trying to save uh, Clark's mom, like fighting all those dudes. Mm-hmm. That, that was like a really cool scene. It was like probably the best Batman scene of Batman doing Batman stuff. I figure how you could have ended the movie is 
you could have ended the movie like with Lex Luthor doing some type of because you know some fans say okay well if you don't add Doomsday or Wonder Woman how could you end the movie I feel like what they could have did was Lex Luthor could have added like some type of elaborate trap where he could have been like okay here's the deal like in five minutes I got some assassins that are going to kill your mom but at the same time I got a bomb in the middle of the city that's going to go off like at a certain time so you can't be at two places at once Right, you know, and so then the point of it would have been like you claim to be a god or a hero, but really you're just like everyone else. You're going to choose your mom over like the you know the millions of people that live here in Metropolis, and then that's where you could have had Batman be like, you know what, I attacked you, I tried to kill you, let me save your mom, Clark. I'll save your mom. And so mm-hmm. you could have had like Batman. You could have still did that, and then while Batman was doing that, then you could have had Superman like disarm the bomb or whatever, and then after that yeah. you could have had them like shake hands. And then Lex goes to, like, prison, and then that scene at the very end of the movie where he's implying something's coming, then that's where you do your doomsday reference yep. or something. Like, that yep. would have been that's better. But, yeah, yeah, that was really the only the thing that I is, didn't like about the The only movie. problem is, is they set up two teases. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the Lex thing, he's coming, the bell's already rung, and we'll, we'll get to wrestling in a minute. I, I, we will. Yeah. I, I swear, we'll get there at some point. But we may do 35 minutes on Gotham. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then you've also got the end of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You know, shut it down. No. Well, if you don't, me and my friends will. So it's like you've got two, you know, is it going to be, you know, Suicide Squad? Or is it going to be whoever Lex is talking about? And... You know, the only it's good that you've set up obviously a, a a line of films like that's the one thing you know. Hey, listen, you know Marvel did that. You know the Infinity Stones are all going to lead to this massive, you know, Infinity War movie. But the problem that DC needs to avoid, and I heard they, uh, let me not go there, um, is if you do too much, and it's not going to be continuous you run the risk of people forgetting. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel, it's simple. There's six, what is it, five Infinity Stones? Mm-hmm. So you know there's the Tesseract, there's the stuff from Thor, you know what I'm saying? There's this, there's that. Every movie is going to have an element of that. I don't know if every DC movie is going to be able to have an element of either Suicide Squad or whatever Lex is teasing at the end of Batman vs. Superman. That's the only... Sometimes, sometimes I feel like DC unnecessarily makes things complicated. Like the thing that confused me and it confuses a lot of other people is they're basically saying that the TV universe, so the stuff they have on the CW with Flash and Arrow, yeah. right? So it's in a different universe than what they're doing in the movies. And I'm kind of like, well, the CW shows are pretty popular and they're pretty good. So why not have the movies have right. something to do? Those should be, your, days. Right. Should be your, your shows that you know. You know, eventually, you need to watch that third season, eighth episode of The Flash right. to understand what Flash is talking about in Justice League. Because The Flash and the show, they even, like, go into detail about, like, how there's different Earths, like Earth 1, yep. Earth 2, Earth 3. So, I'm like, if anything, they could make the movie universes, like, a different Earth. But mm-hmm. DC is going out their way to say, oh, no, the movies are in a different universe You know what entirely. I think he did wrong, too? And it's a minor thing? the timeline for Suicide Squad kind of fucked everything up. Because 
Suicide Squad is after Batman vs. Superman, which is fine. But the problem is now, where is this Lex Luthor thing going to fit into all of that timeline-wise? Mm-hmm. That's the pro- That's the only... Like I said, it's a minor one, but, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, you usually you go in order. Lex I'm Luthor happy. gives a tease. Your mm-hmm. next movie is about whatever he was teasing. The problem is they went from A to F... They're probably going to go to M. I mean, Wonder Woman doesn't count because Wonder Woman's obviously like an origin-type story. Right. But they're going like A to M to come back to like F to shoot all the way up to R. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, at, I'm, I'm at some point... I'm happy that Wonder Woman's getting get reviews. I figured it would do well because it's like this is the first time. Like, some fans were like, eh, people were like kind of hopeful about this and this, but... I figured Wonder Woman would do well because it's like in this movie they're just solely focusing on her. They're not yeah. being overly ambitious. So mm-hmm. I know I know DC is trying to get as much done as possible, but it's probably for the best if they just you know Something. do what Marvel did. Slow you down know, Marvel, a little. Yeah, you know, Slow like what Marvel did. You know, I don't want to compare. I know people like oh, I don't compare them, but I'll give Marvel credit. Like they not they didn't do a movie for every character, but they individually built up different characters yes. in their own movies. So yes. when Avengers happened, even it made more sense. War, even in Civil War, everybody got like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. as far as like who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got your introduction and, you, and you're, you're getting to know like Black Panther without mm-hmm. needing a two and a half hour movie on him. You know, right. even though he's going to get one, but you didn't need that movie beforehand the 15, 20 minutes that they dedicated to, like, not even, I don't even think it was, like, 15, 20 minutes, that they did get dedicated to, like, him, his father, whatever, that was fine. Boom, Black Panther, major player now in this movie, you know? Always been, like, so, a strong assist character to the point where if you gave her her own movie at some point, like, it would do well at this point as well, mm-hmm. you know, because you got so much information about her. So Yeah. Um, the only thing yeah. I really know about DC going forward is I know that apparently the only character, and I could be wrong here, i got to check, but the only character that I believe is off-limits is Green Lantern. He's off-limits in the TV shows, and he's off-limits in the movies. I've been hearing rumors for about three years now. It's like one of those folklore things. The, the rumor is that apparently they're going to be working like on a Green Lantern core movie, and it's going to mm-hmm. focus like on three different Green Lanterns. It's going to focus like on Hal Jordan, uh, John Stewart, and like a female one. And the rumor okay. is like... It'll be like post-2019, 2020, something like that. But in the meantime, they don't want any references right. or, or usage. The only real reference I've seen was, like, I think at the end of, um, at the end of like, Arrow Season 3, like, after the whole Rachel Ghoul stuff ended, Oliver said he was going on a break somewhere. And they said, oh, where are you going? And he just said, oh, I'm just going somewhere. And then, like, in the post credit scene, it showed him going to a place called Coast City. And all the fans freaked out. They're like, oh, Coast City. Like, oh, because, you know, that's where mm-hmm. Hal Jordan's from. And, yeah. and the people were like, oh. And I was like, nah, that's just Arrow just, Arrow just likes that's... to throw bones for yep. old fans to catch references. Because a regular fan wouldn't have caught that right. reference. So, you know, that's cool. So, you know. Yeah, I think Green Lantern got more pub in Deadpool than DC will give him. We'll we'll give it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, all right. So, okay, so that's that. Yeah, Gotham was phenomenal last night. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I really like the, uh, yeah, I really like the two-hour form. It took them forever, uh, but it's like they're finally, they're finally, like, starting to uh, turn the show into what fans initially thought it was going to be, which is... Yeah, and and that's what it is too. Like everyone forgot, and this is a conversation I would have with some people: is 
you got to remember, we're starting really young with some of these characters. Like, Bruce Wayne was a kid. It's only been three years, but it seems like he's aged, like, yeah. you know. What I, liked about, what I liked about the ending, and, like, I totally get why shows do it. It's like, because <laughs> it's funny, because when I was watching, like, the, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a rib, like a meme at this point. When I was watching, like, uh, the Flash and the Arrow finale with my mom, like, when there's five minutes left, we're like, wait for it, wait for it. Like, we're waiting we're waiting for, like, the cliffhanger to set up the next season. It's like every show does that now. Every show has some type of, like, ambiguous mm-hmm. cliffhanger that sets up the next season. But we'll hear of Gotham. There was no ambiguous cliffhanger. It just simply shows, like, an unknown guy stopping, uh, you know, a, a robbery, ironically involving, you know, a, mm-hmm. a child and his parents. So he's, he's stopping the robbery from happening. Then the guy goes on top of a building, he takes off the mask, and you see his Bruce. So that lets you know as a fan, like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Like Bruce, because before he became Batman, he would he would experiment first, and he would just start wearing, like, regular black mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you know, he, he, he worked his way up to become Batman. He just didn't disappear and become Batman. Like anyone I have a problem with that, though. actually. I'll be honest with you. When you're done, I'll tell you what my problem is with it. Uh, oh, well, what, did you, what did you like about it? I feel like it's a... It, I feel like that scene should have been the end of next season. I okay. feel with... You know, with with the turn Bruce took after he stabbed Albert and was became so conflicted and... The fact that, you know, it's obvious his training wasn't complete, whatever. I would not have had him blow through the guy so easily. I would have had actually, to be honest with you, I would have had Bruce get his ass kicked and then, like, retreat, mm-hmm. showing that there's still more he needs as far as his tra You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. his focus, his training. I still would have ended it the same way, on, on top of the roof with the mask coming off and it being... Br- but I would have had it be, you know, a little more. He's still got a ways to go. Because mm-hmm. last night, now he he pretty much looked like a fifteen-year-old version of Batman, just blowing the guy off in barely like thirty seconds. I was like, all I, right, well, that kind of, you know, I get what they were, but I just felt like you could have done that a, next year. Mm-hmm. The I, I don't know if that makes any go- sense. Yeah, it makes sense. The scene that made me go, oh, okay, because the thing that's that's kind of that I've been the most frustrated with so far is uh, Theo's sister has always acted more like Catwoman than Selena has, and I've always been like, that doesn't make any sense. Then, like, in the last episode, it shows yeah. Selena actually talking to her, and I was like, oh, okay, that's probably like going to be like a teacher or like a trainer. or Unofficially, or, yeah, that's going to yeah. be, yeah. Right, so that that makes sense. So with that putting aside, the only real other issue, and we talked about it privately, is is pro- is definitely the two biggest pet peeves I don't I don't I don't have with this show. I know that they're taking a lot of liberties, and uh, I know there's like a what's my friend Chris called? There's like I think it's like I know DC is like starting a new universe a few years ago, so uh, some of the characters are getting like rebooted canons. Um, I don't like Mr. Freeze at all. I don't. I don't like the new canon of Mr. Freeze. That's not the Freeze that I knew. Freeze was not some killer who did it for fun. He was doing it to save his wife, Nora. Mm-hmm. And and in, in this show, they they basically just they took that away entirely. They're just making him yeah. a guy that likes to kill for. I don't like that. And I have no clue at all what the hell this show is doing with Barbara. That is not Barbara at all. Making her a psycho. Uh, making her like a drug lord, 
turning her into like kind of the queen of Gotham. I have no clue what they're doing with Barbara. I do not like the portrayal of Barbara's character at all. I didn't, I didn't like going. What's that? It's probably going to be what everyone was expecting, who everyone was expecting to show up last night. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you know even sense. David Matz's, the kid who plays Bruce, did an interview, I think he did it late last week, and he said she's going to be on. And But he left it, he's like, you'll know when she's she's on. So, I mean... Oh, I can see. This would be a really lazy cop-out since she was electrocuted or whatever. You know, I've I've read real stories of people that are being electrocuted, and they survive. And it's like, once they survive, it, like, changes them, it humbles them, or, like, it makes them lose their memory. I can see them doing that. Oh, did you catch the, um, did you catch the Solomon Grundy reference at the end there? With, uh, with Butch. Yeah, with Butch. That was was a nice, that was a nice add-on there. So that was cool. Um, yeah, Penguin's great. Riddler's great. Yeah. Uh, seeing, yeah, I sent you the leak privately, seeing Rachel Ghoul show up after he got killed on Arrow, I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. Russo is totally riding this. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, dude, I just saw you die, like, two weeks ago. What's going on, man? Like, what? <laughs> so, but, yeah. I, God, w- God, I God wonder if they had an good. issue that we can't have him on both shows. Probably did. They probably because, actually, the thing about it that was really weird where Arrow got a lot of criticisms and uh, what was it? Was that season four? Yes, it was season four. In season four of Arrow, like in, in all of her flashbacks, they would always show Amanda Waller. And I remember what happened was in season four, there was this random episode where like Amanda Waller was just killed out the blue. It was like a terrorist group. And mm-hmm. um, they, they, they basically were killing off members of like her private investigation and they wanted her to give. They wanted her to like give up access codes to like a nuke, so they they could use it to their own benefit. Yeah, and then like funny. Oliver was like, "You don't know Amanda very well. She'll watch every single one of us die before she gives up mm-hmm. the codes." And the terrorist was like, "Oh, really?" And then he shot her, and then just killed her just like that. And then not too long after that, after the Amanda Waller character died, like about a week and a half later, it was revealed they were doing the Suicide Squad movie. So that that could be a thing. Maybe they don't want certain characters to exist like on the same show at the same time. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense, maybe yeah. they figure it might confuse casual viewers or something. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, know. yeah, I, I I see that completely. Like, wait a minute, you mean, you know, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. how come I just saw a man in the wall on TV and she's that's not her, <laughs> you know. Pretty much last thing I got to add on the uh, you know the, the Justice League movie that, that's coming out later this year, right? November. Yeah. Um, let's see. They got uh, let's see. They got Aquaman. They got Wonder Woman. They got Flash. They got Batman and just Cyborg, right? It's just those folks. And I believe Superman's going to be in it at probably at the towards end. the end. Yeah. Right. Right. That, that's fine. I know some people are saying they should add like someone else. So I think that's enough. That's enough uh, for now. Yeah, that's enough for now. So. A little salty that they're not acknowledging the Flash universe, but whatever. I'm, I'm sure they can make it work, I guess. I know. So, yeah. I know. Is it even, it's not even the same guy, right? No, no, it's, it's a different guy entirely. Yeah. So, yeah. different costume, different yeah. story, different personality. I think they're kind of missing the ball there. I mean, because yeah. to me, it just seems like the show is helping too, that, you. It kind of it it handcuffs you in the ability to make a movie based off the show, because now you can't even do that. Because you've got, you know, Flash 2.0 in Justice League 
Mm-hmm. And now you can't make a movie off the TV show, you know. And it's kind of strange too because whatever they do in the movie, they can't they can't give any hints or spoilers to the show, and vice versa. So yeah. you know they're, they're kind of you know everything else they do will be fine, like you know Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all that. But it seems like they're kind of handcuffing themselves yeah. in the Flash there. But yep. um, I, I hope they find a way to make it work. I guess. Yeah. I also think Flash just works better. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And this is and sometimes when I say this, some fans like get triggered. Honestly, I feel like with the success of like some of these DC shows and with the success of like these shows on Marvel's Netflix, like, you know, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, mm-hmm. stuff like that, I honestly feel like some heroes are not cut out to be a movie. Not that I'm saying that in an insulting way. No, no, but in a, you're 100% right. The story, just something about the story won't translate mm-hmm. in an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. It needs to, it needs to spread out over an 18 mm-hmm. or 20 episode season, you know, at 27 minutes, you know, 24 minutes a week. No, you're, you're a hundred, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Arrow would never work as a, as a movie, but it works perfectly as a show. And I feel like, and you know, I'm not trying to throw shade, but the one Marvel franchise that I'm seeing and they've done three different movies and all three of them bombed, I think they should consider a fantastic four show. I just don't think that they're, cut out for movies. Because the thing about Fantastic Four that's complicated is that normally for most heroes, it's just one hero, and you have to go into their origin story and how they got their powers if they have any. But the Fantastic Four, there's four of them. And it's mm-hmm. like you got to go into all four of their origins. Yep. You've got to go into how they got you gotta their powers. Turn, you got you to gotta turn Doom. Yep. It's just too much to put in a movie. I feel like if you made them like a show, it would be much better and, you know, but they just haven't figured it out yet, and hopefully they do. Even though X-Men works, I think X-Men could be a show. It definitely has potential to be a show, especially with the whole school thing. But so far, I mean, most of their movies have been successful, so I yeah, guess it's X- kind of like... Yeah, X-Men, I feel, had a problem establishing anybody not named Wolverine or yes. Gene. Yes. I, I feel, you know, I feel like they, they never gave you a lot on Cyclops. They never gave you a lot... Yes. Mm-hmm. On Storm, they you know they kept teasing Cyclops. They kept teasing um, mm-hmm. what you call it? Uh, uh, what's her face with the hair? You, why is her name escaping me right now? You know the the chick from um. What Jubilee? No, no, no. What's her face? The one who became human again. Oh, Rogue. Rogue. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They yeah. didn't do a good job with who's a boyfriend. Ice. You know, Iceman, they, they, Iceman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't, they, right. they kept, te- like, it always seemed with, like, them, mm-hmm. next movie, next movie, next movie. And it never movie. came. And it never, and it never came. came. They did a bad yeah. day. Yeah, they, that was I, way I too agree. many people. I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't believe that was their intent. Like, when they did the X-Men movie, the thing about the X-Men movies, like, when they first started them, I don't believe that was their plan. But it was like, as it happened, as the movies progressed, like Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry just got I agree. Really big. I, I think when, when they came out with that first movie in 2000, I do agree that it was probably on paper the original plan was to be like a, like a tier-level right. set of movies. Like, this movie will focus on Wolverine, Professor X, Jean Grey, Magneto, you know, Sabretooth. And the next movie will get into this. Then the next movie after that, don't worry, we'll get into, you know, we'll get into all these guys. And then the problem is just Hugh Jackman and Wolverine just became such a hit that the second yeah, movie had to become all about Wolverine. Then, it's you interesting, know, the, too. 
Because when I heard about X-Men Apocalypse, I had skipped out on that one. But it was one of those movies where I'm like, you know what, I'll check it out when I get time. And then, like, because after it was released, a lot of my friends that saw the movie were like, ugh, I didn't, I didn't really like this movie. Like, ugh, it wasn't that good. People were, like, treating it like it was Last Stand. And I was like, really? And so then I checked it out myself. And I'll be honest with you, I liked the movie. I thought it was fine. And then I thought about it. I'm like, why didn't fans like this movie? And I realized, oh, it wasn't a Wolverine movie. That's why. So that, I feel sorry. Even their timeline became impossible to follow. It is getting confusing. Their, their timeline. Like, like Reynolds <laughs> takes that shot in Deadpool when he's like, come on, you're going to go see the professor. And, and Reynolds slips it in. McAvoy or Stewart, I could never tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of confused on that as well. So I guess Deadpool's like doing his own thing. So I guess they're trying to say the X-Men are like in a different universe for now anyway, from separated from everything else. So, uh, But not yeah, necessarily yeah, because they, they still, I, they had two of them in there. They had, who they have? They had Cyclops and they had a semi-sonic team, whatever the hell she was called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? a, uh, yeah, I love the X-Men movies, but there's definitely a lot of plot holes and inconsistencies. Like the one that my mom always brought up because, She's not as active as she used to be, but the last, like, one of the last movies we saw, like, back in the active, active days when she could walk around, like, without a cane mm-hmm. or a walker, was we saw Last Stand, and, and she, I remember, like, when we saw Last Stand for the first time, she was like, let's stay, let's stay, let's stay, because she thought there was going to be a post-credit ending, and there was, and, uh, you know, she saw the little scene where, uh, I guess, Xavier came back and his brother's yep. look-alike comatose body. They never gave, like, an explanation for that. Yeah, he pulled that off, yeah. Yeah, they never gave an explanation for the cure thing either, because Magneto, like, moved the little chest pond thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, they were implying the cure was temporary. So do they yep. mean that, is it, is it because the cure in general was temporary, or is it because Magneto was so powerful because he so was one of the stronger people? Yeah. Yeah, so is it just him? Yeah, like, to, right. You know, fight they, it they never, off. yeah. Yeah, they never ever explain that. There's a lot of like just little small detail stuff. They just they just kind of like like eh, eh. But I mean, but yeah, now that Hugh Jackman is um, you know, I I like Hugh Jackman and, and people, I I definitely understand why he's done because he's been playing the same character like like since 1999. So he's just probably just yeah. very tired. And I know he's had like many battles of skin cancer. He's not like on death's door or anything. But he's probably just ready to just move on to the next stage of his life. He doesn't want to get labeled the same thing. I mean, he's been lucky. He's been able to do some other things. But at the end of the day, he always has to come back to that. And it right, might right. be a case of, you know, mm-hmm. I want to I wanna do B. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel sorry for the X-Men franchise. I mean, I'm going to support it regardless, but no one's ever going to live up to that role, you know, people are just going no. to compare every Wolverine to, to Logan. Oh, yeah. So I knew that sooner or later, because after they did the Wolverine, which, you know, was a good movie, I know people are, like, praising Logan. Logan was a good movie as well. I, I enjoyed Wolverine more. But when they finished his story, because technically, like, Wolverine really was the end of his story. So when it they finished been, that yeah. movie, he, right, when they when they finished that movie, I was like, basically, from this point forward, every X-Men movie doesn't need to focus on him anymore. So they need to fans need to accept the fact that his story is done, and so now going forward, need to focus on everyone else. And, and probably mm-hmm. the biggest, the biggest like kind of like head scratcher, you know, like one of my favorite uh, like wrestling gifs. I forgot what episode of Impact it was. It was like one episode where Austin Aries was like scratching his head. It's like a really funny gif. The the biggest like real head scratcher to me is like, what is going on with this Gambit stuff? All these movies. 
And the only one you have Gambit in is that one that wasn't good, the Origins one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, they need to figure out what they're going to do with this Gambit stuff. Yeah, but but it's all those guys. They've teased so many of them that they don't even, they, they, they probably don't even know. Yeah. They're probably just taking it to a point where, all right, let's throw all this stuff up against the wall, and whatever sticks, we'll we'll go with next. That that's probably what it. That's probably what it is. Like we'll include Gambit, we'll include Deadpool, we'll we'll include Sabretooth, we'll include this one, and you know what? Whichever one is the one people like the best, that's the next one we'll do a movie on. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what I feel like they did with that whole entire everything with that. <laughs> you know. So. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, you know. I don't know. So. Um, okay. Well. That was that was literally 35 minutes. <laughs> All right. I don't want to get into the pay-per-view. I don't even want to get into Raw last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pay-per-view, I feel you sum it up like this. One good main event does not save two hours of shit. Yep. You know, Raw seemed like last night that they're trying, that they want to close the door on a few things and they want to open the door on some new ones. It, this is what I wanted to focus on because this seems to be everybody's hot button issue lately. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? I don't think so. Really? At least not, at least not on Raw. See, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I, I do. I, I do think... I, I think... Here, I'm going to give you my side of it, and then you re, you rebut. Okay? Totally. Okay? I think... Not for the whole three hours, but if you look at some of the stuff that's going on, I think Joe... If Joe brings that intensity that he brought on Raw Talk and he brought last night, I think Joe's going to force them to at least have a conversation about what they're going to do about that match. I don't, I, you know, Joe looks like he's not going to be the guy that goes through the motions of, okay, well, I guess I'm jobbing to him, so, okay, whatever, all right, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. He looks like he's going to bring it in this. Uh, so there's that. I think the key is going to be next week. If if Brock come, shows up and F fives them, then all right, yeah, we're 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 done. Uh, I think Miz has a chance if they put a little length on this run to do some good things because this could also be a great little Miz could be the guy who could have cool off feuds with Rollins, Balor, maybe even Reigns when Brock's not on. Um, I think Miz has a chance to do some good things. The tag titles, I think, are fine. Rebby's going to ha- give birth like any day now, so they wanted to give them some time off. That came out today. That's fine. You know what? Let the Hardys chase. Cesaro and Sheamus will be good heel champs. Uh, the angle stuff, I don't think that's going to play out well. Kurt looked like an old man who was learning how to use an iPhone last night. Um yeah. The big cast stuff, I think, unfortunately, they gave it away last night that it's going to be cast. Um, you know, although they teased the revival again last night, they were in a shot. Um, I, I, the women are a total clusterfuck. Um, 
what you call it. The, yeah, and I think the cruisers are too. Although I could see Aries, I don't, he had that tweet with, um, "It's time for me to rethink my career." I could see this leading to like, you know, the title versus his career, and he finally wins. You know, it's just the gold dust, our truth stuff. That's not going to do anything. I'm intrigued by the Titus stuff, though. I am. I I, I want to see how it plays out. Either Apollo goes full heel, or Titus is going to get somebody else to destroy Apollo, I think. What they're um, trying to do with Titus, some fans don't really get it. Um, there's a – what's that dude's name? Ah, I know who he is. What they're trying to do is um, uh, there's a guy on Lucha Underground called Famous B. And what happened was, like, on the very first episode, uh, Pentagon Jr. broke his arm. And mm-hmm. what Famous B does is uh, Lucha Underground is very innovative with um, their skits. So they started building him up as uh, Famous B, and they would do these vignettes where he would be like, call 223-143, get fame. Like, kind of like a Jimmy Hart kind of character. Okay. So then... When they debuted him, you thought he was going to be a wrestler. Like, they kept, they kept, like, it's a real number you can call. Like, it's, like if you actually call the number in real life, like, you'll hear his voicemail. Um, they kept saying, like, I'm, I'll help you get famous. Then when they finally debuted him, he didn't wrestle. And, in fact, what happened was they, they debuted him, like, as a client. So what he does is he has, like, a stable, kind of like what Bobby Heenan used to do, like the Heenan family, sort of. Okay. Where, where like, he recruits different people, and he manages, like, different people. Okay. And every, and every now and then, he'll wrestle or something. That's what they're trying to do with Titus. So they're, they're calling it the Titus brand. They're trying to make him, I thought it was like, a take on that guy, LeVar Ball, the, the yeah, basketball. Yeah. Right, it's based off that, too. The problem is that they can't make up their mind, because what they do with the famous B-dude on Lucha is they make him, like, 90% like manager, and he'll wrestle, like, if there's a really important storyline. But with Titus, he'll be on Raw one week talking about the Titus brand managing Apollo, and then the next week he's in the ring. It's too inconsistent. They need to just have him, like, just totally focused on being a manager. The, the, the idea on paper is solid. It can mm-hmm. work. It's just about the execution I feel like what's really missing is if if um it's unfortunate he's I, mean, I don't I don't know if he's on good terms with WWE or not I don't know uh, as far as I know they're not really on any talking terms but I feel like a guy like MVP could definitely make that work yes. um, he really made because when you go back to like when when fans were starting to change their mind on Lashley it was when MVP was talking for him mm-hmm. you know when they were doing the whole BDC thing I definitely think. Uh, the MVP character can totally make that work. Like, I could see MVP being a talker for American Alpha, him being a talker for Apollo Crews, him being a talker for Baron Corbin. Like, I could see MVP, like, as, like this free agent that just has, like, different clients on Raw and mm-hmm. SmackDown that he supports and stuff. And then every now and then he'll wrestle, like, at a SummerSlam or, like, whatever or something. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea definitely, like, I see what they're doing with Titus. It's got, like, the idea on paper, it, it can be something, but they can't find a way to properly execute it. And then if you do turn Apollo heel, you've got to ask yourself the question, does he have it in him? Um, he could. I don't know but, if he ever wrestled heel. 
He never he never has wrestled heel. He never did as Uha, right? Right, no, no, no. He never wrestled heel as Uha. He was always like a, a happy-go-lucky face. So the problem okay. is, is, does he have it? Does he have it in him? And and sometimes I forgot that effect as Paul. And, and to Lashley's credit, um, when he hung out with MVP enough, like they say, sometimes like um, when you hang out around certain people, they rub off on you. Yeah. So even though MVP is not there anymore, it's very clear. That like his promo ability rubbed off on Lashley. Mm-hmm. Lashley is not a Jake the Snake Roberts by any means, but he's improved significantly. Yeah, he's, like he, if you were to put him, if Lashley was like, if you told me tomorrow that Lashley was going to be on SmackDown Live, if he got there in the ring like with an Owens or an AJ oh, yeah. or a Cena, he would be all right. He would hold his he, own. He he's, keeps it simple to mm-hmm. what he is. Right. You know, like listen, so that's what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah. That's what they're trying to do with uh, with Apollo. Um, really, the thing is, uh, the cruisers and, and the women's division right now they're they're fucked. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we don't need to we don't need to go on that. This is the worst. Um, this is the worst women's division has been since the Kelly Kelly 2012 days. Fans are actually starting to boo Bailey. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. it's booking wise, not talent wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's talent wise, booking, booking wise, because it's, it's getting to the point now where I'm starting to see fans associate Raw women with with piss breaks, and, and that's not mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, Nia is, is, is complaining on social media that she's not being used. Yeah, but you uh, know what? Fans... Nia Nia's coming out of last night getting a push. It looks like. <laughs> right. You know. They, they, you know. Uh, Emma's hurt again. Summer Rae's still MIA. The situation with Paige, you know, Sasha's just doing nothing fused. Just, just a really bad creative time. Uh, for, for I'm going to give you division. a crazy idea. I'm going to give you a crazy idea. Everyone wants Bailey Sasha for SummerSlam. I don't even think fans want that anymore, dude. No, hang I on. I, what if you turn Bailey? That's never going to work. Do you out. trust? Do you trust the creative team to make that work? Come on now. Well, hang on. Let me give you the idea. Whether okay. or not they, I can trust them with it's a different issue. So Bailey has failed to get her title back. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sasha has sat back long enough. It looks like based off Talking Smack, eventually after Bliss and Nia get done, it looks like Sasha's going to be the next one to, to maybe get a, a, a program with Bliss. What if you have Sasha win the title and you do like, oh, this Sasha title celebration on Raw, and Bailey comes out, and you think, oh, they're best friends, whatever, this and that, and Bailey just lays her out. I tried to be be nice, I tried to be this, I tried to be that, and and it got me nowhere. When I needed to pull the trigger on, on, you know, caning Alexa, I couldn't do it because I was too nice. You know, I don't want to be, I want to be, you know, you know, like, I, I feel like, and, and you're right, whether or not they could be trusted to pull it off and continue it is another different story, but I, I feel like it might be simple enough to do. Yeah, they're just, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I tried I to be nice and you people booed me. Like, reference the match. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with the, uh, I mean, your idea is definitely solid on paper. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the women's division. They're just, they're like, like creatively, they're just on crack. They just are. Um, not just yep. with Bailey, just everything they've done from yeah. from wasting, you know, it goes back to, you know to Charlotte from the wasting, the title, from wasting the title Charlotte, changes. Yeah, the title changes, wasting Charlotte's streak, the, street, the pay-per-view yeah. before Mania that was so yep. stupid. 
Um, you know, and then like you, you introduced Bless and she just sort of cop locked the whole Bailey Sasha thing, the Alicia Fox nonsense, the um, you know, just well, Fox is fine because you do need those secondary characters. Like those you need. You need that secondary while storyline A is going on, you need something else going on. I don't have a problem with Fox per se, but mm. everything else you said, yeah, you, you you know, you're hundred percent right on on the, the cruisers money, like. are, and the cruisers they're just they're they're just fucked, you know. Um when the I heard about got the, them booked them, themselves into a corner. four guys. Into a yeah. four guy division. When I heard about the Aries Neville thing, I, I was confused and I was scratching my head because I was like, "That's that's like because to me, like it, it doesn't. See, they like to make for some reason on Raw, they like to overcomplicate simple stuff. Like okay, yeah. in the context of the story, you brought back Neville as a heel. You had him turn on Rich Swan. You did their feud. It's fine. Neville, Neville beat Swan. That's then fine. you had him. Then you had him feud with Gallagher. They had a good match. Neville beat Gallagher, and then, Fine. you know, in the, in the build-up to Mania, Neville would occasionally have a match like against, uh, uh, you know, a, a Tony Nese or uh, Mustafa Ali, and he would beat them, and whatever, he was in a tag match of some sort, he would always win or whatever, and while and all this is going on. Right, and while all this is going on, you have Aries on commentary, and, and then, you know, so then you have Neville say how he's the king and how he's beating everyone, and then, you know, you have Aries attack him, and they're, they're going to have a match at Mania. And at the time, I was like, okay, cool, have Aries beat him. And then some people were like, well, if you have Aries beat him straight up, then what do you do? Why not have him chase for it? And I'm like, okay, fine. Neville beats him at Mania. I'm like, okay, fine. He went they'll to the eye, which made sense. Off. You know, right. the, the eye, which they, they booked that well. That that was fine. Right. And then it's like, okay, fine. Uh, they can You can have him chase and then have him win in the next match. And then the next match, like, you know, Neville gets himself like, DQ'd or whatever, disqualified. Which, okay, so, okay. Shit, he right, moves so, to do, okay, yeah, all then right, after I that, So then after that, I'm like, okay, fine. They'll have one more match, and then Aries will beat him, and then after that, that's it. You know, and so my idea at the time was, okay, you have Aries beat Neville. Neville had a good run. He's done all he could. You have Neville lose. You bit the bell in Aries. You have him be a face for a bit. And then he after a while, you, after all, you turn him heel, because anyone that's followed his TNA work knows that Aries is very good at being a face and being a heel. Like, that's what made the option C thing work. Because when he came back, he was a face. Then when he won the X Division title, he was a face. But then he got cocky and he was a heel because he kept winning. And then when they were doing the option C thing and Rude was the champion, he was kind of like in the middle, kind of like a tweener. He's, he's very good at being in, like, that great area that Austin was in in, like, late 96, early 97. Like, he's very, very good. So I figured, like, if Aries beats Neville – He'll be the champion for a few months, and I figured by SummerSlam you can turn him or kind of have him turn, kind of like what Punk was doing with Jeff Hardy like in 2009, whatever year it was. And I figured by SummerSlam you could have Aries lose to like Cedric or Tozawa or someone like that. And then, you know, by the time Aries loses, you know, have him get his, you know, mandatory rematch, and then he loses. And then you can focus on a bunch of new people by that point, because by then I'm sure they'll call up some, like, NXT folks to be in the division. And then that's when you can transition guys like Aries and Neville out of that cruiserweight division, and then you can just have them start working with people in the main roster. So when I heard Neville beat him, I was like, why? Because there's nothing left. And people are like, well, I'm seeing some people, like like Jay, for instance, he was trying to defend it. And he was like, well, Neville's a heel, 
And right now, there's more face challengers than heel challengers. So you could do Neville against Tozawa. You can do Neville against Cedric. And I'm like, yeah, Jay, that makes sense. You could do those matches. But with all respect to Cedric and with all respect to Tozawa, I mean, I love those guys. You know, I follow Cedric of Honor. Um, I, I didn't follow Tozawa that much. I'm aware, I was aware of who he was, but I'm, I'm, I know what he can do. Cedric and Tozawa are very talented, you know, that, you know, there's always TJP, you can turn him again, like, those guys are very talented, but let's be real here, okay, all respect to them, all right, they need to book, the problem is this, they can't book these cruiserweights for story, okay, they need to book the cruiserweights trying to get a casual to care, because more people watch WCW Halloween Havoc 1998 then they watch 205 Live. So that means more fans today that are living and breathing and that are alive today, they chose to watch Billy Kidman versus the Disco Inferno for the Cruiserweight Championship. They chose to watch that over Brian Kendrick versus Akira Tozawa. That is a fucking problem. That is not good at all. So if you want to, like, you know, if you, if you want everything else you do on Raw, right, like the woman, the tag, you know, the, the universal title, all that stuff, like, if you want to build to that, like, you know, everything's building to SummerSlam, everything's building to WrestleMania, that's fine. I'll, I'll take that. These Cruiserweights, this is, this, I know I'm critical of WWE, but I don't, I really don't want them to fail. I'm just joking around. I'm just being sarcastic. I don't want these dudes to get fired. These guys got families. They got food to put on the table. This 205 thing's not working. So what you're, what you're booking, with the way they're booking this, they need to book this in a way that is going to make a casual fan care, that's going to make a casual fan tune in and watch 205 Live. And everyone knows a title change always promotes good business. When there's a title change at a pay-per-view, it makes fans interested to watch the very next show. Like if there's a big title change at a SmackDown pay-per-view, fans are going to watch SmackDown. If there's a big title change at a Raw pay-per-view, fans are going to watch Raw. So if you have Aries beat Neville, it's going to make some fans that don't pay attention to 205 Live feel like, oh, that Neville guy lost? Let me show ahead and watch 205. Let me see what's going on there. By having Neville remain the champion, you're not giving an incentive for a casual fan to watch because nothing's changing at all. And so what you just said, your idea of Aries, you know, the little tweet he did, like I saw that, if they want to do like a career versus title thing, that's fine. But the problem is, even if Aries wins, even if they do that idea, the problem is, is that you, you, you gave him three chances to yeah. win the belt, and he didn't, and so that makes him look like a loser. It's making him come off like another guy, and the problem is Aries is not just another yeah. guy. He's one of the best cruiserweights they have. It's the same issue like I had with Grand Manalik losing to Noam Dar. It's not the fact that he lost to Noam Dar. It's the fact that he lost to him so casually mm -hmm. when this dude made it to the finals of the CWC. The, the cruiserweight division, they're taking these guys that are supposed to be a big deal, and they're making them just another guy. That is not good at all. That's yeah, we, not we've gone over this a million times. They, they had a panic and put guys in certain positions that they just weren't ready for, mm -hmm. you know, like a metallic, like a TJP, you know, that's the problem. Right, you know. And we've gone we've gone over that a million times. So um, I'm just I'm just I'm just kind of like concerned about what they're going to do there. But you know, so like for the women's division and for the cruiserweight division, like right now in the Raw brand, um, 
I, I, I don't have, I don't have faith in creative that like, if you would like right now, like at this particular point in time, if you told me that they have a plan for the universal title match at SummerSlam, that's, I can believe that. If yeah. you told me they have a plan for the tag title match, I believe that. Whatever it is they're doing with this angle thing and, you know, the mystery attacker backstage, I can even believe they have a plan for that. You know, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, but, you know, all the important stuff. Like, you know, I, the I think like that five they, or six things, yeah, but the problem is the supporting stuff. That's right. Where I, it's I, don't, I don't, at no this way. point in time, I don't believe that they know what they're going to do for uh, for their crew. Like, what's the Cruiserweight title match going to be at Raw? What's the women's title? They don't know. Mm-hmm. They're making that up as they go. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as Joe Lesnar goes, um, honestly, well, firstly, it is a dream match. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it is a dream match, so that's cool. It's different. It's fresh. Um, I like what Joe did. Joe's, Joe's always been a good talker. I, I always put Joe in the same category as Randy Orton. Like, when he's motivated, he's great. And when yeah. he's not motivated, like, it shows. And he was motivated. Um, everything he did, you know, from talking to Heyman and lightly caressing his face, that was a good reaction. Um, you know, when he got in Angle's face, that was cool, where he was like, you know, anyone in my way I'm going to get rid of. And, you know, he got face-to-face of Angle, and he was like, are you in my way? That was, that was cool. Um, you know, Joe Lesnar's cool. But to be fair, um, if they really want to get buzz, if they really want to get the ratings up, like I, I know that all roads unfortunately lead to Reigns Lesnar, which is another problem of Raw. That's not, I'm not going to go into detail about that. If they really want to to get fans buzzing, if they want to get ratings to go up, you have Joe choke him out. Joe chokes out Lesnar. The thing I like about Joe. He's got that clutch, and it's a really protected submission because when he puts you in that, you don't tap out, you pass out. Yeah. And that's a protected, that's the way that you can lose, and mm-hmm. you can still protect the person. That's how the Austin Hart thing worked so well. And it's like I feel like that WWE has forgotten to use finishers like that. Like if Joe puts that clutch on Orton, if he puts that clutch on Cena, and they pass out, like fans – Fans forget you can you can lose via submission and you can lose via ref stoppage. Ref stoppage is not submission. So if I was WWE, I would have Joe choke out Lesnar for three reasons. One, it's going to promote good business. Two, it's going to get the ratings back up. And the most importantly, I'm sorry, you cannot if you're going to do Lesnar versus Roman at WrestleMania, you cannot. There's no way they can go a full year without a title not being on Raw. I'm not trying to sound like an anti-WWE guy. I agree, which Some... is why I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen for the title. I could see the match happening. I, I could mm. see the match happening. Right. <laughs> Some companies can pull it off. Some companies are able to go a long time without and the I, world champion being there, and it doesn't I'll hurt I'll tell you them. right now, I don't know what their future plans are after SummerSlam for Brock. Mm-hmm. But... If they, and I know Brock's going to work a little in the fall, but I don't know how much. But if they put Brock in a multi-man title match, that's how Brock's losing the title. It's unfortunate because I just look at Elimination Chamber and I'm like, there it is right there. You know, give me like, give me like. Brock should destroy an Elimination Chamber. You need a regular, like, fatal four-way 
I, I feel like if you Brock, did something where I feel Brock like, could get distracted on the outside by somebody. Somebody comes in, you know, whatever. Maybe really. Maybe I feel like if you did nah. like Joe Strowman, Roman, Wyatt, and like Lesnar, and and Brock like should the, chamber. the chamber. No, Brock should but dominate. He, what if they all jumped him though? No, they won't do that to Brock. But you could do. Let's say you do Roman. I'm just throwing names out here. Roman, Joe, Balor. And Brock in a fatal four-way. I'm just throwing names out here. Yeah. You could have, let's say Braun doesn't get included for whatever reason. Maybe there's a qualifying match and Braun gets disqualified, whatever. You could have Braun come out, let's say, with the intent to take out Roman and takes out Brock on the outside by accident. And then, again, I'm just spitballing here, Balor pins Joe and Balor becomes champ. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing, you know. Yeah. That, you got the belt off Brock without getting it off Brock. Same thing with the way they did it with the Rollins cash and, you know, mm. two years ago. Like, you, if they book something like that, that's how they, then they've made the decision to get the belt off Brock. Mm-hmm. Really? I think yeah. the key is next week. If Joe eats an F5, then whatever, it is what it is. But if Joe can choke out Brock next week on Raw, you're going to get people really interested, and Joe's going to force them to sit down in that arena that afternoon and say, okay, what are we doing here tonight? What I expect him to do is probably something along the lines of, um, you know, when Lesnar F5'd Cena, and then the very next week, like, you know, Cena got in Lesnar's face, and then you had the big pull-apart brawl, or what they did with Taker and Lesnar, where, like, you know, Triple H came out and, you know, he got the whole roster to break them apart or something like that. I'm expecting something like that. Um, you know, if if Lesnar just gives him an F five like you just said, um, that's not good business. If Lesnar beats Joe, I'm not gonna be mad. Like, you know, I don't really care who wins the match, but if Lesnar beats Joe, it cannot be your usual suplex, suplex, suplex F five. We we don't need um, we're because we're seeing a pattern here. You know, because his you know I've said before like last year like Brock Lesnar is one of the most overpaid guys, and you got to ask yourself. Is he really worth the money? Because when you look at what he did last year, the only thing he really did last year that was really worth anything was the triple threat with Roman and Dean. That was fine. Yeah. His Ambrose match was just there. The Orton match was just, what the fuck was that? And then Goldberg just killed him in like two minutes. He really yeah. did not do anything to deserve that paycheck. He wasn't really getting anyone buzzing about his matches. He certainly didn't help the product any. So I would hope that they've learned from what happened last year, and I would hope they that they would tell Brock. They have. Oh, you they they, they won't. Yeah. Because they, 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 we've said it a million times. They're, for whatever reason, they're too scared to go ask him to do something. Mm-hmm. And he would. He would. He's not the problem. The problem is they won't ask him. I mean, if he put over Eddie, I have no doubt that he has no problem it's putting over anyone. He's a different guy. You're talking 13 years. It was a different guy. Yeah. He was half tapped out then anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know. I didn't think about it. But, all right, we're going to wrap up here today, uh, and we'll pick up again on Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, on okay. Friday, uh, we can go through uh, Dominion and what's going to happen there. Yeah, we'll go through all that. Okay. All right, I'll talk to you Friday afternoon, bro.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.